Welcome to the Business of Luxury podcast, where we feature exclusive conversations with entrepreneurs, executives, and influencers on the leading edge of luxury. On today's episode, Human connects with Offer Nissenbaum, Managing Director of the Peninsula Beverly Hills, a AAA Five Diamond and Forbes Five Star Rated Hotel in Southern California for 30 consecutive years. In this episode, you'll hear Offer share what attracted him to the hospitality business early in his career, what sets the Peninsula Beverly Hills apart, and the leadership skills needed to run an award-winning hotel. Let's join Human for his conversation with Offer Nissenbaum. Offer, welcome to the show. It's great to have you with me today. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. I'm delighted to be here with you this morning. Thank you. Uh, Offer, share with us your amazing path to becoming managing director at the Peninsula. And how did you find your way into hospitality? So I was very fortunate uh, at a young age. My uncle was the first to enter the business and he had a very long career uh, in the business uh, amongst others. He managed the Fairmont Hotels in San Francisco and the Plaza in New York and the St. Regis in New York. And as a small boy, I was... uh, I was exposed to uh, the hotel industry and visited with him many times. And that kind of created the seed planted in me at a very early age. Of uh, I was fascinated by the hotel industry, and I knew at a very young age that this is what I wanted to do. You know, it's very evident that that's really part of your uh, affable disposition and how it's such a natural fit for you because you're so good with people. And, uh, you know, people really enjoy, you know, having conversations with you as I did the first few times that I met you, but it seems like a very natural fit for you. Very natural. I think so. I think I'm fascinated by people. I find people interesting. I think that, um, combining hospitality where you are an innkeeper, where you are welcoming people to your home and at the same time running a business is, is interesting. It, not every day is the same. Um, you have a lot of uh, uh, an interesting day, a full day, mm-hmm. and uh, you have to be passionate about it. And I think that those are the the ingredients that make it work. So um, I love what I do. I'm still passionate about it after all these years. And uh, I've done everything in the business. So I started a, a, as a management trainee working for Leona Hemsley at the Park Lane in New York, where I learned so much. Um, and made my way, made my career through uh, starting at the front desk and working almost in every department in the hotel and uh, was very, very uh, determined. And uh, and I was rewarded for hard work. So uh, uh, that's what happens in our industry. So I was very fortunate uh, to be working with people that um, understood what I wanted to do and were there to mentor me and help me and assist me and um and here i am so that must have been an amazing experience because of uh the perfectionist that she was uh and how everything had to be perfect in every way uh with their operation their hotel the way she really wanted things to be it was and um i learned so much from her about quality quality as well um she uh, to her credit, she was always concerned and involved in the quality. So the best sheets, the best towels, um, making sure we had quality in the hotel uh, in addition to service levels. So 
that uh, was a great lesson. It was a great, uh, great opportunity for me to work there for three years and really learn, learn the industry. I also learned other things that are not as positive uh, from her that I took with me. Um, one would be that management by fear uh, doesn't work. Uh, you have to be engaging and respectful and uh, get the most out of people by being, um, you could be strict, you could be demanding, but you also have to treat people uh, appropriately. And that was a big lesson as well. Yeah, I've learned that throughout my life that there's no greater attribute than the concept and idea of how we treat others and human <clears throat> dignity, because you want to bring out the best in people and you can only do that when they have they a comfortable feeling about themselves and the fact that they can truly be themselves. Absolutely. And and you have to also know that not the not all people are alike. And you have to find and understand um, that people come from different backgrounds, different nationalities, different uh cultures. And it's so important to be, basically adjust yourself and as you say make the most and get the most out of them in a way that you approach them in the way that, um, you know, there are people that need to be constantly patted on the shoulders and reassured and others that tell me what you need me to do and I'll get it done. So you have to find the right approach to the different people and not all size fits all. So it's, it's gotta be specifically for each individual. So very important. Exactly. <clears throat> very well said. You know, what would you say, uh, it, what, what is it about hospitality business that you truly love that really defines you? What would that be? I think that um, I've been blessed to meet, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and, and really befriend so many incredible people from around the world that if I wasn't in the hospitality business, there's just absolutely no way they would be in my world. Um, these are heads of states, uh, people in the pharmaceutical uh, world, in the financial world, uh, authors, um, uh, people from all walks of life and all, all, all around the world that has really enriched my life uh, because they're fascinating, they're interesting. Um, it's very rewarding um, and, and very interesting, I feel. So I think <clears throat> I love to be out there in the lobby greeting guests meeting guests, talking to our employees, uh, sitting in my office is my, is my least favorite part of mm -hmm. our, uh, mm -hmm. of my job necessary, but the least favorite. Um, and I think the combination of that along with running a business as an entrepreneur, uh, the combination is what really, really, uh, is something that resonates with me. So, uh, running a business and then the hospitality uh, at the same time is, is something very unique and, uh, it's in my blood and, and, uh, I love it. And with that said, where have you traveled? That's your one of your favorite places in the world, would you say? You know, I think I, I have traveled all over the world. Uh, there's a few places I haven't been to yet, still on my bucket list. But, um, you know, I find Italy to be a great, uh, a great spot because you can have different experiences within the same country. The food is consistently a wow, no matter where you go. The people are wonderful. Um, you could have uh, a great island experience by going to Sicily or Capri. You can have a, a resort experience by going to the Amalfi Coast. You can go to 
the middle of the country to Tuscany and have that kind of experience. Or you can go to the north and uh, by the lakes and have that different experience or even ski in the northern part of Italy. So I find different experiences within one country and consistently uh, beautiful country architecturally. The people are wonderful. And um, it's just it's always a joy to be there. Oh, beautifully said. It's a fascinating country and has so much to offer. You know, I can tell you firsthand, I've been blessed to uh, be a frequent visitor of the Peninsula Hotel, Mm -hmm. Beverly Hills, both for business meetings, pleasure, uh, family gatherings, and so forth. And I can tell you firsthand, it's my favorite hotel uh, in so many ways. I wanted to ask you, what do you think makes the Peninsula the only AAA five diamond and Forbes five-star rated hotel in all of Southern California every year since 1993? In other words, what 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 really sets the hotel apart, do you think? What is that distinctive uh, character uh, that that does that year after year? I think the, the culture we set in the hotel and the way we deliver the service. So all the hotels in Beverly Hills are great hotels. There are, there are no bad hotels in Beverly Hills. And I think you have to distinguish yourself and be really strong at the experiential side of, of, of the experience of the guest. So what does that mean? We really focus on connecting emotionally with the guest. It's not good enough today just to have quick check-in, clean room, comfortable bed, great, great room service, good food, Um, those are expected at a five-star hotel. So what you need to do is come up with above and beyond and connect with the guests in a way that makes them feel a part of you and that they're not just a guest. And we do that through several service uh, initiatives, but we also create that culture of really caring about the guest. And our, our employees, to me, are the champions because they deliver the experience. So I would say... Uh, that would be uh, the number one reason why we're successful. And and just to give you an example of some things that we do that I could say no one else does, it differentiates us from the competition, is the fact that we don't have a check-in time or a check-out time. You can check in at 8 a.m. and check out at 10 p.m. Uh, the next day, and you only get charged for one day. Um, so we have complete flexibility. And to me, that's luxury. That defines luxury. It's not having to, for the guests to call the front desk and negotiate what time they'll check out and how much they're going to be paid for the late checkout. We take all that stress away and it's our pleasure. Just tell us when you want to check in and when you want to check out and it's guaranteed. So that's an initiative that really makes the guests feel comfortable. The monogram pillowcase for every guest on the pillows with their initials really sends a message to the guest that we thought about you, we were expecting you, and we care about you. And that always still, after all these years that we've initiated that, people are still amazed by it when they walk in and their initials are monogrammed on the pillowcase. <clears throat> the fact that we create added values at the hotel. As an example, if you book a suite at the hotel, we give you a BMW vehicle for your entire stay. It's yours, gas and parking included. So we do that to create value. So it's not... It's not just about service, but now you have a value by booking a suite. You don't have to rent a car. And we know today that renting a car 
and especially an upscale uh, type of vehicle is going to cost you four or $500 a day. We take care of that for you. Um, so the added value, the service levels, and then we, we, we never say no in this hotel. It, it's kind of a, uh, interesting, um, culture of, we don't say no, there's always alternatives. There's always suggestions. There's always different opportunities that we can create for the guests. Um, and we get tested all the time. And, um, this is something we preach. This is something we talk about. This is something we train for that we try to find a way to make the guest happy, no matter what. Um, and I always, I always joke a little bit and I say, you know, we do everything for the guest as long as it's legal. Mm, mm. You know, I have to tell you it, what you're saying is truly magnificent because everyone in life, no matter where they are or what they do, they always want to feel welcomed. They always want to be felt cared for. They always want to feel loved. And when you add these intangible components to such a great operation hotel as yourself, it really defines and makes sense why you guys have been number one for so long, because that's the element that has nothing to do with money or status or power. It has to do with the connection of other human beings and how critically important that is. I absolutely agree with you. It's exactly, you couldn't have, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yes. I don't know any business mm -hmm. hotel that, that has offered such a experience as you're saying, because people need that and they lack that. And it's like, there's no greater place than to come to someone's own home to have those feelings and, and have that uh, comfort level per se. Yeah. You know, it's, and it starts at the very beginning. It starts with the reservation experience and how we send guests a, a, a preference sheet where they, we, we really focus on specifics. We don't just put amenities in the room. Um, we put amenities that resonate with the guest. So if the guest only likes green apples, we only put green apples in the room. <laughs> we also we also study what side of the bed a person sleeps on if they're alone. Why is that important? Because where do you put the bottle of water at night? If you put it on the other side, a guest has to wake up, walk around, get the get the water, and come back. You want to make sure that it's right there within within distance so they can pick it up. If the toothbrush is down to less than half, we replace the tooth the toothpaste. Sorry, the toothpaste for them. If they're reading a book and it's open at a certain page, we'll put a little um, uh, something bookmark. there to bookmark to make sure that uh, after we close it, that they're in the right place. It's little thoughtful things that make a hotel great. It's not the big thing. It's a lot of little things. Uh, when they arrive at the airport, we have our own employees to welcome them at the airport. We're the only hotel that does that. Other hotels use reps and airline employees we have our own employees that come to the gate on domestic flights to welcome guests as a greeter, to greet them and then connect them with the car, with their luggage. Um, and international flights, we still can't go to the gate, but I'm working on it, but we wait for them outside. So, and then when they get into the car, again, a small thing, there is a room service menu. They can order room service from the car because with with our with the Waze app, we know exactly to the minute when they're going to arrive at the hotel. So they can order from the car, check in, and room service just follows them right in with their, with their uh, room service meal. And why is that important? It's important because today when you travel, 
there's either no food on the flight or not something you can really eat. So we're saving you time, right? We're saving you time and time is very, very important. Time is luxury. And I think normally you would check into the hotel, you would go into the room, you would open the room service menu, you decide what to order. You then would order, then you would have to wait 25 to 30 minutes for the order to come in. So again, not everybody uses that, but it's a very thoughtful uh, initiative that thinks about the guest and thinks about them. Uh, and that's kind of our, our, what we try to create here. I have to tell you, truly magnificent. What I'm hearing, I've never heard anywhere. Anywhere. It's truly magnificent. Really amazing. Thank you. I, I think for a hotel to be successful, any hotel, you have to constantly innovate. You have to constantly move forward. You have to constantly reinvent yourself in the sense of what, what can we do for the guest? And, and we have a, we have a meeting in the hotel every, every, every other week where we talk about what, what do we want to do for the guest next? What are the guests saying? We listen to the guests a lot of what they would want to see happening here. So one of the initiatives that we have in the hotel that came from guest suggestions was we started doing pop-ups um, with famous chefs or famous restaurants, or we did a sushi nakazawa here, a, a counter outside in, in, in our garden uh, with a great sushi and sashimi experience uh, for, one, for one month just to create a little bit of a different vibe and create something interesting in the hotel. So we started doing pop-ups of different culinary experiences that came from guests saying, Hey, you should do this. You should do that. And we listened and we came up with the right uh, partnerships and, um, and again, to create more buzz, to create more interest with, within our uh, population and our guests. Really fantastic. Is there a, a certain amenity or room at the peninsula that people often overlook what you would highly recommend with all these great uh, things you have to offer? I do. I think that even though some people know about it, there are many people that don't. And that is our villa product. We have uh, 18 villas in back of the hotel, starting from a studio villa, one bedroom villas, two bedroom villa, and one three bedroom presidential villa. And it's a unique, um, it's a unique product because it, provides complete uh, anonymity and privacy. Uh, it's being used a lot, obviously, by some of the celebrities that, that want peace and quiet and privacy. But it's a different experience in the sense that it, it feels much more residential, I would say. Uh, it's the hardwood floors, it's the fireplace, it's the outside terraces. So it's like very, very much a residential feel. And you have your own entry and exit into the hotel, not through the lobby, but through side side doors into the street. So um, that's something that not everybody knows about. And uh, it's it's a very, very nice product, especially if you were to have, let's say, um, uh, what I call elective surgery, and you need to recover somewhere for a few days before going back home, uh, do a little nip and tuck. Uh, it's a good place to recover. And when you don't want to see people, it's perfect. Um, so we have that product for for both individuals that really you know, privacy is important for them and recovery from a procedure, a medical procedure. So, um, and, and all the services of the hotel, it's part of our hotel. So it's like really a home within a home. You have your own residences and ideal for 
people who are, let's say, building a new home or in transition from home to home or are planning a long stay at a certain specific city like Los Angeles or Beverly Hills, this is the ideal scenario for them because they can really feel like they're at home. Exactly. And I think what we see is that we see people who, let's say, have uh, put their home on the market and unexpectedly sold it very quickly. And then they don't have a residence yet to go to. They haven't bought their next residence or uh, so they'll stay here for two, three, four months uh, until they find uh, a permanent home or someone that's doing renovation on their home uh, would, would check into the hotel for, for several months at a time. Um, so we, we see quite a bit of that. Uh, the local market is a very important market for us, not just for the villas, but also for our food and beverage outlets. Um, the local community is very, very important to us and very much a part of our success. That's wonderful. I just wanted to add that uh, because I have a lot of people who are kosher, that that's another amazing amenity you guys have, that you are able to accommodate all the needs of people who are kosher and uh, can only have kosher food. And that is a great, great offering because most hotels don't offer that. And that's another huge component that a lot of people are drawn to. Absolutely. I think that, um, again, you have to be in touch with your guests and their needs. Uh, today, there's a lot of, uh, uh, when you when it comes to uh, providing food, there's a lot of guests that are uh, gluten-free, that are allergic to certain items. You have to really cater to their needs. A lot of people are very healthy-oriented. A lot of people don't eat certain things. Um, so again, the, the small detail of getting the information on the guest, which is just so vital. So we have the information in order to be able to deliver the best possible, uh, outcome for them. So it's, it's important. Very, very important. You know, the greatest life-changing event in, in this decade was obviously the, the pandemic COVID-19 that changed everyone's lives, no matter where you are and who you are. How did you navigate the unique challenge of staying open during the pandemic when most hotels shut down? You guys are one of the few that were actually open. That's correct. It was, I would tell you that um, for me, it was one of the greatest challenges ever. Um, we didn't have a playbook for this. Uh, I couldn't use my past experience uh, because it was nothing like it and there was so much unknown. You know, I was I was in New York during 9 11. That was very difficult and and very very challenging experience. Uh, I've gone through you know major financial crises throughout the years and different events. Um, this had no playbook. This we did not we were not we didn't know exactly how to deal with it. But in retrospect, if you look back, we had a decision whether we to shut down or not or, or, or remain open, and we remained open. Um, it was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of information gathering. We were very fortunate to have a house doctor that advised us. Um, Dr. Shapiro who has been in the, in the hotel for 31 years and takes care of our guests, but also takes care of our employees. Um, we, we really, uh, the gut, it was all gut feelings. It was all what we thought was the right thing to do. Um, we were also concerned about the financial side of it. We kept all our employees throughout the pandemic on, on our, on our payroll. Uh, and that was not easy from the financial side and from the business side, but we did the right thing. Um, 
we we cared about our employees. We checked on them every day at home. In the very beginning, when even people were afraid to go to grocery stores, they would pull up with their cars in the front driveway, pop mm-hmm. open the trunk, and we would put bags of groceries inside so they would be able to go home and have something to eat and, and be able to cook at home. So bread and pasta and fruits and vegetables. Um, and they never forgot that. Uh, after they came back, to work on a permanent basis, they still talk about that, that we really touched them by making that gesture. Um, I, I think you have to go with your gut uh, and and do the very best that you can. In retrospect, we did the right thing. We remained open. And then it was much easier for us to get going again after the, pan, uh, after the pandemic because we were already open. Hotels that shut down, it's like any. It's like a car that you drive. If you leave the car and you don't turn on the engine for months at a time, the it, it, it doesn't true. operate the same. It, it needs, true. Yeah. So I think I think um, we didn't know it at the time if it was the right thing to do, but but in retrospect it was. So um, I have to tell you, very challenging working with the health department, working with the medical professionals, working with employees, working with um, getting advice. Uh, uh, it, it, you know, wearing masks all day long and staying distant. You know, when you're in a hospitality business, what I found the greatest challenge during the pandemic is was we stayed away from each other. And the norm of the hospitality business, the everyday is being with each other, being with the guests, being with the employees, being together. And we made a conscientious effort to stay away from one another because there was no vaccine. There was no, you know, we everybody was afraid. Uh, there was a lot of fear out there. Uh, fear of the unknown. So we made it through, thank God, and uh, we're blessed. And, and uh, hopefully we won't experience something like that again. It was not fun. And it was very no, challenging. Not at all. You know, uh, offer so many people are so intrigued by you and being the unique individual that you are. I want to ask you, what, what leadership leadership skills have you needed to cultivate over the years to successfully lead a luxury hotel? such as the Peninsula Hotel? I think that, um, you know, I was very fortunate in my past because um, before getting into the hotel business, uh, I served in the IDF for three and a half years. Um, And I think that makes you mature and grow really quickly. Uh, And uh, so when I came into the workforce, when I started my career in the hotel business, I was already a fairly mature 23-year-old, 24-year-old. And... um, I think some of the leadership skills I gained there uh, of how to lead people, how to how to work under pressure, how to deal with stress. Um, so at a very young age, I was able to deal with those very, very intricate uh, moments. And I think by observing and seeing what works, uh, by being kind, uh, but then, but demanding at the same time, because we, you know, not everybody can work in a hotel where the demands of the guests uh, are so high. Um, so um, you have to be very passionate. And the most important thing is lead by example and walk the talk. Um, I will do anything in the hotel. I will carry luggage. Uh, I've made up rooms. I've cleaned rooms. Uh, on New Year's a few years ago, we had a situation where the early seating came late, the late seating came early, and we got everybody coming at the same time. And I was expediting food in the kitchen. And I don't say that to 
to brag or to, to, but my point is the staff sees that I'm willing to do everything and anything and any job in the hotel. And I think they realize, and I always talk about that, that I'm not more important than they are. I'm not one person running the hotel. We're all equal. We all have responsibilities and nobody's more important than the other. We all depend on each other to get it done. It truly takes all 375 employees to deliver what we what we deliver each day. It's not me. Yes, I contribute. Yes, I lead. I set the strategies. Uh, I contribute in many ways. But I don't check people in. I don't clean the rooms. I don't make the food. I don't deliver the food. Many of the functionality of the hotel, I don't do personally. So I depend on people to deliver it with a smile, with the appropriate um, appropriate process. So being humble and being and having humility is very important. Uh, I believe in it. I see around me sometimes uh, leaders and managers who think that they're more important than everybody else and they're better than everybody else. And that's not leadership in my mind. Um, so being humble, willing to do what they're willing to do. I can, I, uh, the staff knows that I will never ask them something that I would, I'm not prepared to do myself. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think you get a buy-in and and a belief from your employees when they see that. If I have to have a very, very strong words with an employee, it's always behind closed doors. It's never in public. It's never in front of other employees. It's important to never humiliate, never embarrass someone. Uh, but still deliver the message if you're upset, if you're if you're not pleased with something, but do it in an appropriate way behind closed doors in privacy. So I think um, showing also the passion each day, um, making sure the staff understands that what what we're trying to create here, uh, and and sh- leading by example is the, is the best thing you can do. So. Um, and teaching, I love to teach. I love to to uh, um, to talk to them about what a financial statement is. Why is it important to watch our bottom line? You know, the, the business side is is important. So, um, so I think those. You know, I, I kind of talked all over the place, but the, you know, that's kind of my thoughts. No, that's truly a remarkable way, and what really truly defines leadership. Everything that you talked about, because when people see how much you go out of your way to care for them and you're actually doing the work yourself, they naturally will care about you and will put everything on the line for you. And and that's a, a true leader. So made major commitment to you on that, really. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I want to thank you so much for being our guest today uh, on our podcast, The Business of Luxury. I cannot tell you how much I enjoyed this conversation and how much more I learned about both you and the Peninsula Hotel. And I just wish that there'd be more hotels around the world who would offer the services and accommodations that you do because you truly make it such a joy and pleasure to want to travel, to want to work and have a business meeting or function, whether it's personal business in such a great environment that allows you to be you at the highest level. So really, congratulations on a magnificent job. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And I I appreciate you having me on your show. And uh, thank you again for this opportunity. And I enjoyed it. Thank you for for the questions and loved our conversation. Thank you. As did I. Thank you very much, Ofer. And we'll see you very soon at the Peninsula. (laughs) Absolutely. Looking forward to it. 
We hope you enjoyed Who Man's conversation today, and we invite you to share this episode with someone who might enjoy it as well. Take a screenshot on your phone, text it to them, and tell them to check out businessofluxurypodcast.com. Also, we encourage you to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for listening to The Business of Luxury.